Greetings. This is the God and Government Podcast. I am your host, John Steinreich. Welcome to the Free Speech Zone. I am posting my audio essay, Hey GOP, Get a Clue, on my birthday. So thank you for celebrating with me as I'm able to put up my thoughts online. I hope you enjoy this little foray into the political theater. And the theme of the article uh, talks about the current Republican Party's fecklessness in dealing with the Juneteenth initiative. Here it is. Prior to President Biden's signature on the bill making Juneteenth an official federal holiday, the U.S. had 11 of such days, commemorating a variety of figures and events in American history. Our national holidays recall America's struggle for freedom, her soldiers' valor and sacrifice, her Judeo-Christian values, her work ethic, and her civic heroes. In that respect, it is worthwhile to consider Juneteenth for addition to our catalog of memorials. After Lee's surrender at Appomattox Courthouse in April 1865, it was not until June 19 of that year that Union Army General Gordon Granger arrived in Galveston, Texas to read out General Order No. 3, announcing freedom for enslaved black Americans in the Confederacy's westernmost outpost completing the work of the late Abraham Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation. Granger would go about Texas for the next several weeks, advancing this message to the freedmen, until President Andrew Johnson, whom Frederick Douglass presciently described at Lincoln's second inaugural ceremony as no friend of black Americans, relieved him of duty in August 1865. Granger's removal was a consequence of his success in spreading the good news of emancipation throughout Texas, which angered the racist white community. Johnson's belligerence towards black Americans and his sympathies toward white supremacy would hamstring the beginnings of reconstruction and negatively affect the course of American race relations thenceforth. Juneteenth thus serves as both a reminder of the triumph of liberation and the tragedy of broken promises, realities that sober-minded Americans understand as important features of our history that need to be embraced gracefully and honestly. Which brings me to the following demand of the Republican Party. Hey, GOP, get a clue. The typically astute Texas Congressman Chip Roy, who most certainly would know the significance of Juneteenth, given that it has been a Texas state holiday since 1980, voted against making it a national holiday, saying that he disliked the name of the bill, which he believed would serve to divide Americans against each other. Montana Representative Matt Rosendale opined that support of a federal Juneteenth holiday was little more than a leftist ploy to advance critical race theory. Alabaman Mo Brooks voted no as well, explaining that he believed Juneteenth to be a specifically Texas-centric celebration. All of these high-minded assertions by Republicans have philosophical merit, but they absolutely fail in political acumen, considering historical and modern political realities. The GOP missed a golden opportunity to appeal to minority voters, moderates, and racially sensitive white liberals by allowing 14 of their caucus members to vote against making Juneteenth a federal holiday. Long before Joe Biden's signature of the bill into law, this proposal was forwarded by Donald Trump in his Platinum Plan, which was an attempt to address the interests of black voters on issues that sincerely matter to them. The GOP sat by and did nothing to help Trump in this initiative, squandering an excellent chance to join in the ideological battle to broaden the so-called Big Tent, 
of the Republican Party. In the present context, do the 14 anti-Juneteenth Republicans recognize that the left has already been effectively dividing the country on racial lines for multiple decades? Do they realize that nobody is paying attention to the substance of their arguments regarding their no votes, but that their opponents are going to demagogue this matter to the maximum extent possible and vigorously reinforce the common assertion that these trenchant naysayers are emblematic of the GOP's inveterate racism? Have they no historical understanding of the deficiencies of the GOP vis-a-vis race relations? The Compromise of 1877, its abandonment of blacks to the indignities of Jim Crow from Reconstruction until the 1950s, its racially charged lily-white turn-of-the-century policies, Barry Goldwater's alienation of black voters in the wake of his constitutionally principled opposition to the Civil Rights Act of 1964, the confusing history in regards to the alleged big switch of the parties, and how that serves as an unhealed wound for black Americans at the hands of the very party which liberated them from slavery? The answer to each of these questions is a resounding no. The visionless, rudderless, sclerotic Republican Party, in its inimitable Casey at the Bat style, has once again swung and missed, this time, at a hanging grapefruit of a political curveball with the Juneteenth Initiative. The Republicans abjectly failed to engage the American people in an open dialogue on the triumphs and tribulations of their shared history relative to the Civil War and its ongoing aftermath. They failed to reclaim their own party's historical narrative, choosing instead to be small-minded checkers players instead of energetically confronting the Democrats on the political chessboard. If they had any political savvy, the GOP could have advanced Juneteenth as a federal holiday to celebrate the completion of the American Revolution as June 19, 1865 could not have come about without the staggering courage of the Founding Fathers on July 4, 1776. Taking the opportunity to retell the story of American slavery as a uniquely Democratic Party phenomenon and that Jim Crow lynching poll taxes, fire hoses, and cross burnings also emanated from the Democrats. Utilized the announcement of freedom from slavery as an analog to the modern liberty movements, which seek to roll back big government control of healthcare, employment, and education, which effectively enslaves all Americans to one degree or another to the state reminded all Americans that Juneteenth represents an unfulfilled promise to black Americans who continue to experience high level of poverty and suffering in all the major urban districts where they have been governed by Democrats forever and a day. But hey, by rejecting Juneteenth on esoteric grounds, we Republicans and conservatives still have our philosophical integrity, right? Indeed we do. But what does it matter if that philosophy is easily dismissed by those whom we would like to convince of our concern for their interests as evidence of racism. The right claims Ronald Reagan as its gold standard, but today's GOP seems incapable of recognizing Reagan's inability to combine principle philosophy with the practicality of winning in the political arena, as recounted by his chief of staff, James Baker, quote, If Reagan told me once, he told me 15,000 times, I'd rather get 80% of what I want than go over the cliff with my flags flying." Despite its failure 
through the years to relate to black Americans. The GOP is nonetheless the party of Juneteenth. They're the party of Abe Lincoln, Ulysses Grant, Charles Sumner, Thaddeus Stevens, Frederick Douglass, and Booker T. Washington. They are the party of Dwight Eisenhower, who supported the implementation of Brown versus Board of Education and sent federal troops into the belly of the Democratic segregationist beast in Little Rock, Arkansas. They are the party that made it possible for the Civil Rights Acts of 1957, 1960, and 1964 to pass through Congress. Thus, their lack of development of a unified message about Juneteenth and their surrender of the celebration of this holiday to the party that tried to prevent emancipation and abolition are reflections of the GOP's absolute fecklessness in the political arena. They, sadly, have proven themselves again to be champions of snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. Please follow us on social media at facebook.com backslash God and government and also on the Parlor website, parlor.com at God and government.